some warmer days in Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin's Indiana Farm Forecast. That's on the way here on the Hat Podcast for Monday morning, the 22nd of January, 2024. Good morning. I'm Eric Pfeiffer from Hoosier Ag Today with the latest Indiana farm news, weather, and markets brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. Visit ffbt.com to learn more or stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Andy Eubank has the news today, and he tells you about a Hoosier competing at the American Farm Bureau Convention this week. She's cracked the final four. He'll let you know about that on the way and why signs are pointing to a good first quarter for one ag equipment company here in Indiana. Markets are on the way as well. Not a whole lot of movement when it was all said and done on Friday, but we've got market analysis from Brian Basting coming up. The news is next here on HAT. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity. Opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's a Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. <laughs> <laughs> to agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We we're want all- you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. National competition for a Hoosier Farm Bureau member and some positive ag equipment data. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank reporting on agriculture. The 2024 American Farm Bureau Convention is underway in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the Indiana delegation includes the winner of the discussion meet from the state convention in Fort Wayne in December. Kylie Wheeler is originally from Carroll County, lives now in Henry County, works for the State Department of Agriculture, and has been trying to win discussion meet for a long time. I have been doing this contest for about five years now, so it took me this long to get it won, and that's all right. Um, I took it very seriously this year. I did a ton of prep work. Um, there's too many names for me to thank right now, but I met with many people in and outside my county to help prepare me for this event through phone calls and discussions as well as you know, doing that research online as well. Well, obviously you are a persistent individual. Why did you stick with it? You know, I've always just really enjoyed the event. I love talking with people and making new friends, so I've actually met a ton of other Farm Bureau members now through doing this contest and so that's one reason I've kept coming back is just that networking aspect that gets me here at state convention that I wouldn't necessarily be able to attend otherwise. The Indiana win means she's competing with top competitors from across the country. That's huge for me. Um, I was actually talking with my county president and we think I may be the first person from Henry County to win the Indiana Farm Bureau discussion meet and make it onto the national competition. I've never been to Salt Lake City or Utah at all, so I'm very excited for that opportunity. She tipped her hat to the level of competition within our own state that has made it difficult to win, but also prepared her well for Salt Lake City. And I think this contest is always very competitive every year. You know, as I said, I've been doing this 
for several years now and got beat several times and that's okay, but it means it's great competition to help prepare you for that national level. From her youth to her current position with ISDA, Kylie Wheeler has gained a wealth of experience. Grew up showing primarily quarter horses. Also competed at the 4-H level and was active in my local FFA chapter. Um, going into Purdue, I studied ag econ and had a concentration in sales and marketing. Spent some time in a production ag seed company after that and back to Purdue as a staff role. Um, here in this last year, I actually took a position with the Indiana State Department of Agriculture to get back more of a boots on the ground type of position working with um, soil and water conservation districts in 19 counties. National discussion meet culminates with the final four on Monday. Kylie Wheeler has made it to that level, a winner announcement later in the day. There was positive ag equipment sales data coming out of 2023 and entering the new year. In the December Ag Tractor and Combine Sales Report, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers indicates combine harvester sales closed the year ahead of 2022 levels, and 100-plus horsepower tractors had 5.2% growth in 23 and a 3.6% jump in December. The CEO of Ag Revolution, Stacey Anthony, says his company shares the optimism within that report. We're optimistic about 2024. I know there's a lot of rhetoric out there and opinions out there about a cooling or maybe even a downturn. And I think depending on your manufacturer brands or maybe even what segment of the agricultural industry you serve, there could be a, a varying experience level out there. But for us, we're actually still anticipating an upward forward momentum. That momentum is a carryover from 2023 and their very strong finish. Anthony believes there is still buying power and momentum starting this year. A November like we have not seen in several years, but something went crazy tilt and uh, there was a lot of buying. And I think part of it was we were cautiously optimistic about crop yields and I think we had some delayed rains. We had some early heat. We thought corn might take it on the chin. And even all the while, some of the corn yields maybe weren't what we were hoping or wanting the beans made up for it. And I think at the end of the day, farmers uh, had a good crop, had a good, had a good year and decide to spend some money in uh, improving infrastructure. He says buyers will be cautious this year, but there are early signs of that momentum. We're into a geopolitical situation here that's got everybody kind of scratching their head about a couple of things but you know i think some of these inputs are starting to level out i think crop prices are always going to be an issue but to me we've got some buying demand for january and that's always usually a good early indicator of q1 and so we're optimistic about q1 ag revolution is a wholly owned subsidiary of agco started three years ago this month they focus on mobile service and now have eight locations in western Kentucky, southern Indiana, and southern Illinois. Hear more about the company in the full interview at HoosierAgToday.com and our mobile app. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Hoosier Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, 
strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Bids are being accepted now for 346 acres of Indiana farmland. Halderman Real Estate Services brings you an opportunity to own top quality farmland in Carroll County, featuring four sizable tracts of tillable cropland and grain bin totaling over 346 acres. Visit Halderman.com for information on the Flora Group Legacy Auction. Bids will be accepted until January 31st at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit Halderman.com or call A.J. Jordan, 317-697-3086. Equal housing opportunity. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Starting off the work week with warmer air starting to move in over the Hoosier State. Now, we're not going to be immediately spectacular on the warm side, but we're definitely going to be warmer than what we were seeing all weekend long. However, also seeing clouds increase, and this is where things get real interesting. I think through the day today, we see precipitation a little bit farther to our north over parts of Michigan and back to our west in parts of Illinois, and we're looking at warm air over shooting a very cold surface so in those areas that we're talking about precipitation yes snow is part of the equation but maybe even a little bit of freezing rain in indiana i don't think we see a big icing problem and at least until we get past the sunset tonight i think from tonight through tomorrow as warm air continues to build over the Hoosier State and rain starts to move in. It looks to me like in a period between midnight and about 6 a.m. we're going to be seeing temperatures at the surface still freezing or below actually a little bit below, temperatures at about 5,000 feet, several degrees above the freezing mark, and then uh, farther in the atmosphere up than that, back down below. So we're going to be seeing precipitation fall through a relatively warm band of air and then potentially refreeze at the surface. I think the window for this, again, is mostly midnight or maybe a little before to sunrise at Tuesday, tomorrow, or a little bit after. After that, I'm looking at 100% rain that uh, middle section stays warm and the surface warms up as well all rain then through most of the rest of tomorrow but that's why there's a winter weather advisory out over parts of the hoosier state because there is going to be a band of warm air aloft as we move through the overnight tonight and that's going to be something we have to deal with all told the rain will then continue through tuesday i think we're looking at a quarter to probably three quarters of an inch of potential out of this first wave of activity warm air stays for wednesday and we have a second surge of moisture coming late Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night through Thursday. That one also quarter to half an inch at least combined for this week. I think you have to pencil in a quarter to one inch of rain altogether. Slightly cooler air coming in behind this to finish the week on Friday. The cool air holds into the weekend, but I need to stress it's not bitterly cold. Honestly, temperatures look like they're going to go back to what we're seeing here today as we move through the Friday afternoon, Saturday, Sunday time frame. And we're doing it with sunshine as high pressure is close by. We get on the backside of that high late Sunday afternoon and evening, maybe seeing a little bit of cloud cover as warm air comes back for next week. But no big precipitation. I'm not seeing strong fronts at this point. So I think that the moisture we see this week is all we have over the next 10 days to even two weeks. That's a look at your forecast update. Bundle up tonight and be safe if that icing happens. It will be a little treacherous. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back 
and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. Not much movement for corn and soybean futures going into the weekend. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today and the Friday Farm Market Review. Final numbers from Friday coming in just moments. First, market analysis with Andy Eubank and Brian Basting, economist with Advanced Trading. Brian, as we close the week, it could close with a higher move as corn, soybeans, and wheat are all just a little higher as we talk here in the middle of the session. We did have a flash sale of soybeans to China. Export sales report, not too bad. And also weather in South America seems to be getting maybe hotter and drier in Argentina. So are those factors in the up move today? Yeah, a lot of things before the weekend here, Andy, you highlighted here. We've got a market that had been, for corn anyway, uh, you have to go all the way back to 2020 uh, to see nearby corn futures below 440 a bushel which is where we saw earlier this week. So probably some profit-taking, some short covering here on the weekend. We did see some nice export sales, as you said, for corn. Looks like some end users putting their toe in the water with these cheaper corn prices. And we saw a, um, a nice export sales. The sales for the latest week were up 61% compared to the previous four-week average. So real good. Not as stellar on beans. Um, they, they were up from the previous week, but... Um, uh, I think the beans is, is dealing with South American competition. But you did highlight one important thing, though. We are in the middle of a weather market here as we all hunker down in the Midwest in the middle of January, but, and that's South America. And, and it, has been an, it has been an ideal weather market so far for Argentina. Uh, last year they had a bad drought, but as you said here, their corn is pollinating. It's supposed to get dry and warm here through the rest of the month. So something to keep an eye on. Um, but I do think that there is some some short covering and a bit of end user buying and all these these crops at the moment. Brian, we've been wondering if we're going to hit a bottom in the markets and this Friday move doesn't necessarily suggest I don't think that the bottom is in and now we go higher, does it? No, I just think that that uh, it, it it's a um, from a producer standpoint Andy, I want to caution your listeners that um, I've done done some outlook meetings this winter and the perception that I've gotten is that there's quite a bit of unpriced 23 corn being held by producers. I think producers have sold quite a bit, relatively speaking, of beans from last fall's harvest, but not as much corn. And so I think that, that we got to be careful here. We got to manage those bushels and we got to protect those bushels because uh, this market um, is heavy at the moment. Um, it continues to feel heavy. We got some decent export business, but I'd remind your listeners that a carryout over 2.1 billion bushels, Andy is much more comfortable than each of the last three years uh, when the carryout was approaching a billion bushels. So we're looking at a carryout that's nearly double what it's been each of the last three years. And so I, I think we just got to be cautious down here. I'd encourage your listeners to get control of these bushels. In my opinion, a good way to do that would be to put a floor underneath this market. Either go ahead and cash out those bushels, buy a call option to give yourself upside, or um, get some type of, of uh, uh, floor in place because um, – we just got to be careful because uh, we have not seen these type of stock levels in corn for several years. And what should we be looking for as possible indicators that the market uh, could start to uh, work its way higher? Obviously, some positive demand news would be number one. Yeah, you summarized that well. Change happens, and it can happen fast, both to the downside, as we've seen 
and corn, but to the upside too. So I don't want to bury the corn market, but I also just want to say some things to watch for there would be, as you said, improved export demand down here. Um, we're going to be watching a, a weather market evolve in Brazil starting in February, Andy, with the planting and the growing of their double crop corn, their safrinha corn. So that'll be something else to keep an eye on because those bushels have competed directly with U.S. bushels the last few years. So that crop is um, uh, going to be watched very closely. So South America, I'd include Argentina in that. Um, so those are the two things that I think in, in the middle of winter here in the U.S. we're going to be watching to see if these lower prices spur some some export demand and if we start to see any issues with those South American crops. But, uh, yeah, there's always surprises on the horizon. I, I just don't know what they'll be, uh, but I think that we, we always got to be, be have our antenna out for them. Again, that's economist Brian Basting with Advanced Trading. You can reach Brian at 309-664-2314. On Friday, we were a penny and a half higher on March corn, 445 and a half, a penny higher on the May, 456. March beans down a quarter of a point, 1213 and a quarter, one and a quarter lower on the May, 1223. March wheat was the upside leader, up seven and three quarters to 593 and a quarter. We were lower on February live cattle, down 45 cents, 174.37, and down 35 on Febline hogs to 70.75. That does it for the Friday Farm Market Review and the Hoosier Ag Today Monday podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Enjoy your day. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.